You are now tuned in to the real Coach JB Slapdick Podcast. It's the last chance for you, last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you, last chance for me. It's the last chance for you, last chance for me. It's the last chance for you, last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last. What up? What up? Real Coach JB here, man, loving the Slap Dick Podcast. Uh, getting back to you, man, after I uh, haven't been here a couple days. We had some technical difficulties that I had to figure out. Got a new little setup at the Slap Dick Podcast room, so you can see. Got a little different setup now, so uh, just figuring out now my new video setup for my coaching one-on-one show um, that I've begun that we've, it's getting some traction, and I uh, appreciate you guys. Um, appreciate everybody on YouTube. Watching it live. Um, get into the show, man. Uh, Friday, we didn't have the show because, like I said, we were fixing this up. Uh, Brandon Lang also had a little hernia surgery, so he's been out for the last two weeks. Um, hopefully, he'll be back this week, if not next. So, you get, we'll get back to being the uh, picks, doing the picks. So, yeah, I appreciate you guys on YouTube, man, uh, especially you members. Coaching 101, and I'm, uh, I'm going to introduce another deal that we're about to do. Uh, I'll, I'll, t- I'll share here in a minute. Uh, quote of the day, man, get through to, uh, to start this damn fine Monday off. You know, we all need a damn uh, quote, I think, to start everything off. Uh, this ain't a motivational one. This is just like a real quote. Um, but uh, quote of the day, in this age of information, ignorance is a choice. Just think about it, man, because I'm going to talk about it. This title of this show is Ignorance is a Choice. So we're going to talk about it a little bit. Um, first, let me pay the bills. Um, this show is brought to you by Manscaped. Um, 2020 has been a year of things happening that are completely out of our control. But there is one thing you can't control, and that's the shaving of your bush and your balls, man. Go out there and shave your damn nuts, man. Go get, go make your woman happy. Go get you to some damn manscape. Use my promo code SLAPDICK. You'll get 20% off. It'll be well worth it. Manscaped is here to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Make sure you go get it. Hey, I just got, they just sent me some, I'm going to post it on social media. They sent me a little, uh. They sent me a little nose and ear trimmer, man. It's just pretty legit. Um, so, in fact, listeners of this show will get 20% off free shipping with the code SLAPDICK at manscaped.com. That's manscaped.com. Use the promo code SLAPDICK, and you'll get 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. It's time to grab 2020 by the horn, shave that front trunk, take your grooming game to the next level. Manscaped.com. Check it out. Uh, turn my damn AC on. So yeah, man, it's a uh, it's been a crazy little weekend in sports, I guess. Um, you know, I don't watch a lot of sports, man. I I I really have never watched a lot. Just just besides, it sounds crazy, right? But uh, it's really true because I've always coached or played for all the last for the last thirty years, right? So if you think about it, um, I really haven't. Sundays we worked, so I didn't watch NFL. Saturdays we played, so I didn't watch college. So, and I have so many players playing. I was like, you know, I've never ever for the last twenty five years or twenty years as a coach. I was like, I'm not gonna ever have a team per se to root for. So, 
I'm like, screw it. I, I'm not really, I don't have an NFL team. I don't have a college team because I have kids playing and I have all that type of th- stuff going on, man. So that's kind of the reason behind it. And, uh, hey, it is what it is. And hopefully we can get, uh, get back to normalcy here uh, after this fucking election. But that's a whole nother ball game. So, title of this show, man. Uh, ignorance is a choice. And, uh, and, you know, I believe it is a choice, man. You got to fucking make better decisions in our lives. I think we fuck up and do too many, uh, make too many dumbass decisions, man. That's why I made that quote, this age of information out there, man. We got all this fucking Google, all this technology, all these online uh, apps, and we still are the quickest motherfuckers to judge and say some stupid ass ignorant shit without ever doing the proper research. Um, and so that's kind of what um, I wanted to title this show. So Dodgers won uh, last night. They fucked off the other night. Um, so, you know, they should have won 4-1. The series should be over. They should be world champs. They seem to keep fucking choking in the ninth inning with pitching. It is what it is, man. I told you I wouldn't watch these motherfuckers, so I'm just watching the score. But I hear they keep fucking up in the ninth inning, man. Your boy Jansen, they had the game one um, the other night. They would be winning. They're clearly better. They're clearly dominating the series. I think they get bored. I think they get bored like the Seahawks got bored last night against Arizona. Like the Lakers get bored uh, in, in the finals. I just think that's, that shit real, is real and it happens. I think professionals still need motivation. And, uh, and that's just what I think. So it is what it is. Um, they're off tonight, back tomorrow, looking to wrap up the series. So we'll see. Patriots and Cam Newton. This is like my hot topics, man. I'm just getting into uh, what the recap of the weekend, right? Patriots and Cam Newton struggling, like I said they would back in the beginning of signing Cam Newton. Um, That's what I said. If you go look back at my podcast, I just didn't see a fit. I didn't see that of being a fit. I didn't see Cam Newton in New England being a fit. Um and I just don't, I don't see it a fit, man. And if you, if you really are a football guy and, and watch football, like, you know, having that coach's eye, Cam Newton is really causing McDaniels to struggle calling plays. McDaniels is struggling calling football plays from a schematical down and distance and different uh, different scenarios, he is struggling with Cam Newton because Cam Newton isn't that guy that's going to just drop back and scan the field and dissect defenses. So this is, in my opinion, if you're a Patriots fan, I wouldn't be too worried. This is just fueling Belichick for the next year, especially with all the success that Tom Brady's having in Tampa. And now they're going to say, is it the quarterback or the coach, right? 
I still believe it's the coach in this regard. Um, I still think Belichick will be fine. Uh, I don't think they're going to be good this year. Shit, they had most opt-outs in the NFL. 12 opt-outs. I mean, fuck, their best defender, Hightower, has opted out. There's a lot of issues on that team that's uh, from a personnel standpoint. So, uh, you know, Brady torches the Raiders. The Raiders are the Raiders. I think they're a middle-of-the-pack team. Seahawks lose to what I said yesterday or the other day. I said the Seahawks are coming into a trap game here. Um and I think this is the game. Pete Carroll's teams, if you've ever been as Pete Carroll, watched Pete Carroll's teams over the years. Pete Carroll, when he was at SC, had the most dominant team, but they would lose to a Stanford or an Oregon State. They would have that one game let down. And, man, knowing Coach Carroll and how he operates, it's almost like he likes that shit because I think it wakes his teams up. If you've looked at the team that won the Super Bowl and the team that went to the second Super Bowl, I think that uh, those teams had a similar situation as this year. I think Seattle's great. I think Coach Carroll actually got Tampa to sign A.B. Um, I think that was all smoking mirrors. They didn't want A.B. I don't think he wanted them. I think he thought that Tampa was his number one opposition this year. Um, and, and, and competition to get to the Super Bowl. I think Seattle and Tampa are going to play in the NFC Championship. I think Pete knows that. I think he wanted their motherfuckers to have A.B. So hopefully it implodes their ass. I don't know. This is my thought. Interesting, huh? When you're a coach and you know people, it's like you can say certain shit. Um, I thought it was a trap game. Seattle was up 10 late. I mean, the game was over. They fucked around. Their defense is bad. Um and they're going to have to outscore folks. And I think that uh, they're going to have to do something to get one more guy on defense to help them out. Um, Ohio State, you know, going back to that Seahawks game, if you look at it, Metcalf and, and Lockley are, are, are bad mismatch. They're bad matchups for everybody. All right. Um, but I'm going to tell you, man, Seattle or Arizona did a good job fucking with him yesterday on some pressures and some zone blitzes and a couple mix up in coverages and Russ threw three picks that he's usually won't ever do and that's what cost him. You know, turnovers cost you in the NFL and that's what cost him. Um Ohio State played Michigan. Um I mean, Ohio State and Michigan finally played. Seemed like they both benefited from COVID. Um, well, if you look at Minnesota, Penn State, Michigan State, they all look very bad. They look very bad and, uh, and are in for a long season, right? Let's just be honest. I, it looks like Michigan and Ohio State will finally play a meaningful football game this year. So... Yeah, no Big Ten team should qualify. I mean, they start late. I, I don't understand the whole system. I don't understand how, they, how they're how they doing this deal. Um, but we'll see. Uh, Indiana beat Penn State um, on a controversial two-point play. Great coach, great guy, Indiana coach Allen. Great dude. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting. Oklahoma State looks like they'll win that conference. While it looks like, uh, you know, Michigan will play Ohio State in the first meaningful game um, in that conference, in my opinion, in a while. 
the presidential debate was again a joke. At least Trump was a bit a more a little bit more mild mannered and looked like he was coached up and and took the coaching for once. Came off better than he did last time. But why does he? Why does he, as the president of the United States, only talk to fucking Republicans? Have you ever noticed that? And I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat. If you're a real list and a real person, you're going to have to start asking yourself, like, wait up. We want a president that just talks to one fucking group. He's always talking about his colored states, his Republicans, which is very telling in my opinion. So, again, man, this is. Why I don't vote. This is why I won't vote. Uh, you know, either one of them motherfuckers get a squirt of piss from me. Uh, they're both proven racist. They're both shady. Both are cadavers. And if one of these fuckers die, then what? We got another fucking, we got a girl in, that's going to take over, Kamala Harris, who's put more blacks in jail than anybody. And then we got another fucker that's another cadaver waiting to happen. Man, please. They, this shit is a joke. So... I don't know. Um, I do agree with uh, Metcalf, man, uh, having the defensive play of the year. That shit was ridiculous, wasn't it? That should show every young kid out there never to give up on a football play. And that should have won them the game. I feel like that fucking hurt. Uh, That's just, that's like one of those effort plays that you make and it's for not. And you have to keep preaching to make those plays. That is a dude that loves football. That is a dude that wants to be out there, and that is what football is all fucking about right there, what what DJ Metcalf did to hawk down Buda Baker. So I thought it was a great play, uh, probably play of the year in my opinion, or maybe the play of the last 20 years. I'm going to be honest. So, And it wasn't just about his freakish athleticism. It was about his, It was about his will and determination, man, to – Make a fucking play. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the part. Hearts and nuts and guts. And uh, that's just what it is, man. Um, I'll give you guys a little trivia question, man. Did you guys know in the Jayhawk Football Conference, which is the junior college conference I was in in Independence, in Indy, on the show, um, Alvin Kamara was at Hutch with a receiver. They played at Hutchinson Community College with a, with a receiver named Cordell Patterson. They were there at the same time. Tyreek Hill was at Garden City in the same conference, obviously, where I was also at prior. Um, he was there with actually a quarterback that played at Auburn, played for the national championship. Those were the, They were at Garden City together. Um, and then you had, I think, Zach Mettenberger, who played quarterback at LSU, was at Butler Community College. The, quarter, the head coach for the Cincinnati Bengals, um, Zach was uh, played quarterback at Butler Community College in the Jayhawk Kansas Conference. Um, there was a lot of big time players in that conference at the same time, and I don't know if you guys knew Kamara and those guys played uh, junior college, but they were all in there after. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers, Cam Newton, those guys played junior college. Cam- Aaron Rodgers, California junior college guy. Cam Newton was a Texas junior college guy, but. Uh, yeah, Tyreek Hill was leaving Garden City when I was going when I was coming there, and uh, he went to Oklahoma State and had some issues. Transferred from there, and and uh, I think where did he go? Northern Alabama. Or I don't know where he played at after Oklahoma State, but 
lot of big time guys. You guys know Chad Johnson, Ocho Cinco, who was junior college, right? Played out here in California with me. Steve Smith, great, you know, maybe Hall of Famer, junior college, California with me. Same junior college, by the way. They both played at Santa Monica Junior College for a great coach named Robert Taylor. I don't know if you know Isaac Bruce also played at what at uh at Santa Monica Junior College, and so did Keyshawn Johnson, but he ended up playing at West LA Community College. So there's I can I can go on and on and on about how many cats play junior college football. A lot of people don't know. So if you guys know Jason Pierre Paul and Levante David, um, Tampa Bay Bucks, Levante David probably one of the best linebackers. He's also a Kansas junior college guys. They both played at Fort Scott Community College, even though Jason Pierre-Paul was out here in California originally, um, some things happened. He left and went out to Kansas. So, so yeah, uh, those are things that are little facts, uh, and I'm all about facts, not fiction. So, interesting topics today, man. Uh, like I said, ignorance is a choice. I'm going to talk about, in this age of information, how could ignorance continue to happen? It's It's got to be a choice, right? So, um, you know, talking about that Trump debate, like, you know, it's a joke. We all should be fucking ashamed of ourselves for letting this get this out of hand and fucked up. I'm just going to be honest. Um, but at least Trump was a little better. He wasn't as orange as normal. Um, he was like a little pinkish, high pink. Um, let's see what happens. Yeah, Raheem Boyd should be an NFL draft pick for sure. Jermaine Johnson at, at, at Georgia. Coy Dang is going to start back up here soon when Cal Berkeley starts back in the Pac-12. He's another guy. Calvin Jackson has a shot at Washington State uh, when they start back. So we got a few four, five, six guys out there that have a shot. Um, so like I said, the title of this show is... Uh, in the same you know, ignorance is a choice. So why are so many of, why is so many fuckers out there so quick to judge a person or idea, and bash it before it ever, really, before ever really looking up the topic that they're talking shit about? Like I, it blows my mind. Have you guys ever heard a thought about that? How can you go be so fucking judgmental? When there's so many of you fucks out there so quick to judge a person or an idea and you never look it up. And uh, it's so true, man. I'm just telling you, it, you know, aren't we all supposed to be innocent before fucking proven guilty? You Twitter fucking cowards out there see it the other way around. It's like everyone is who you want them to be. Um, it's not the other way around. Everyone's not who you want them to be, motherfuckers. Everyone is who they are, and you you have the fucking obligation, in my opinion, as a grown-up, to go out there and research the shit and find out what the real is. And it's sad, you guys are all what I call bottom feeders, and you're the epitome of fucksticks and shitbirds. That's just what it is. And... Go do some fucking research, man. The library, the internet, Google. Like, come up with an educated, fairly thought out and researched process before you fuckers jump the gun, before you put your foot in your mouth and say something that you later regret. 
Because this is why I'm saying this shit. I literally have emails apologizing to me in, in the last week for judging me without ever truly knowing me. And they listen to my podcast, and I've talked about this before in a, in a different light. And they all were saying, you know what? I listened to your podcast, actually. These people actually follow me, listen to me, like my shit, and then talk shit. And uh, it's unbelievable that people follow people that just talk shit about them. Like, I would never follow you if I didn't want to fucking, if I didn't like you or or see your side of shit or respect you or whatever. Why the fuck would I follow you on social media? And why the sure why the fuck would I comment? Blows my mind, man. But that's just the soft world we live in. Um, cats don't want to do no fucking research. and But I have emails, and they literally, after watching one episode of the show on Netflix, these motherfuckers judge me, and then they want to, they watch the rest, and then they email me apologizing and saying, sorry, coach, you know, you're right. I, I don't know how I was so quick to judge you. Without ever knowing the real truth, uh, I apologize. I literally have 25, 30 emails apologizing. So it, it's crazy. Yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm dead serious. That, I'll show you the DMs if I have them still, but I, I think I should. Uh, I sent my address to cats. You motherfuckers all want to talk shit behind Twitter. It uh, blows my mind. I had a show called Bad Words. If you go back and look at my podcast called Bad Words, I was talking about. You can call a dude out now, call him a bitch, a fuckstick, a shitbird, and they laugh and they just want to be recognized on Twitter. Where back when we grew up, those were fighting words, right? And you're ready to be prepared to fight if you're going to call another dude a bitch or out his name. Nowadays, motherfuckers like it. That's the difference in this generation, man. It's just crazy. Uh, so... Hey, although I appreciate your apologetic fucking emails, save that shit. I don't want to fucking read your apologetic email. Like, daddy taught me one thing. I'll never kiss nobody's ass. You motherfuckers can't do the easy, little easy things in life, like really finding out who the fuck someone is before you comment. See, I was just taught different. I was taught different to fucking not... Perk, blurp out fucking shit that I didn't know nothing about. Put my foot in my mouth. I couldn't do it. I, my dad would backhand the shit out of me. So these cats nowadays want to question coaches, question teachers. Everybody knows every fucking buddy's business. And it just blows my mind, man. Um, and that's the that's started at the top, man. And it's come down, trickling down, and shit rolls downhill, and cream rises to the top, and you always hear these different things. Man, it starts in the government level. It starts in the fucking, it starts at all these different levels. And I think it's created this fucking, from the administrators in schools, taking the parents' uh, side over the teachers' and coaches' side, has, has, has created an entirely soft, enabled, instant gratification type of kid. They all expect everything to be given to them. And administrators are fucking sticking up for him. You wonder why public institutions and public education is so fucking bad. And then you want to pay them 40 grand to have an eraser thrown at their back while they're writing on the board. Come on, man. 
I wouldn't be surprised if public school ends up being all virtual in a year or two. Like, I'm not be surprised. It could be all virtual because there's going to be so many teachers that say, fuck you. What are they going to do if teachers say, fuck you? You ain't paying them nothing. You're not fucking. You're not giving them no incentive. Their incentive is to get make 40 grand a year. Go do a bunch of fucking work and then get an eraser thrown at me. Spit on fucking hit. Talk shit to by some disrespectful little fuck. See, I'm going to jail. I'm going to jail that day. I'm just telling you. I'll choke the fuck out of one of those bad motherfuckers and slam their bitch ass. And then the rest of the room will sit there and be on notice. That's how you fucking set the tone. But you can't do that nowadays. See, back in the day, you could do that shit. And it was fucking praise. Now you go to jail. You can't tell me that this world hasn't become soft when our own parents can't hit our own kids. Not beat I'd have never said hit them in the fucking face with a bat, right? But goddamn, man, my mom and dad would whip my ass with belts, did something, right? They would have put some type of fear of God in your ass where you ain't going to go out and do some crazy shit. You can't even discipline your kid no more and you get fucking child protective custody or services called on your ass. You can't tell me that when that shit started, this world didn't become real fucking soft. Because I'm just telling you, that shit, man, has made our lot world fucking soft. When you're when the person who birthed you cannot discipline you because you'll tell on them or someone will tell, we got a problem. Houston, just being honest. So it, it, it's fucked up, man. And you don't think that shit continues to just trickle down and create shitty, soft people? You crazy, man. I don't know. I'm just telling you. But anyway, ignorance is a choice. If you're going to judge somebody, go do some fucking research first. Has anyone in this room ever seen me get on Twitter and say, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Shut the fuck up if it wasn't true. If you ever seen me just go out and blurt out some shit about somebody that I have nothing to know, I don't know nothing about, there's a literally, I have millions of them happening to me. And, uh, man, at some point it's like, you know what, I do it to entertain right now. I respond to them because I like it. It's funny as fuck because they're all soft and they're all cowardly bitches, right? So I like seeing their fucking response. And then I block them. Boom. I learned how to block. I learned that whole blocking thing. So, I, you know, I want to do the slap dick thing like I told you. I want to really get into that patent patent the fucking black the slap dick and, and you know if you can't show a resume and then you should be blocked and slap dicked that's just what i'm saying if you can't fucking show me your resume and what you do that you can tell me that i'm wrong in what i'm saying or how to do my job better than what i did you need to be slap dicked and blocked for six weeks from ever commenting on somebody that you know nothing about because you're Validity of your points are shit. That's just what it is. But, uh, you know, they won't let me do that. So, um, Deion Sanders, man, it's, it's, it's part of this whole ignorance is a choice thing. They hired Deion Sanders. I'm really curious to see how this thing turns out. But I don't know. He's got like 20 commercials cracking. Um, he's on fucking Barstool Sports. He was sponsored by 
what I think Under Armour or whoever. And I know uh, Jackson State was Nike. Uh, so he's got a lot of shit going on. He's already had like fucking 20 fucking recruiting violations because of how he's talking on Twitter. You, I don't know if he knew the rules yet, but he's never coached college. So how would you know, right? But the school is already under investigation for false rec- for allegations into recruiting violations. They've had recruiting violations um, before he got hired. And he was, uh, he's, he's taking that on. So that happens a lot. I inherited a team that had a fucking forfeiture that I had to inherit when I took the indie job. This type of shit happens, okay? My point is somebody needs to grab him and teach him and show him that says, listen, we're already under investigation when you took this job, which I'm sure he should have known before taking it, right? You can't go on Twitter and talk about players and talk about how you can need to come here and there. It's, they're going to get, <laughs> he's going to make it worse because he's going to be like a guy. He's going to, I, I equate him to like someone like me taking a job. He has his haters out there. He's still coaching his son, which you cannot do, and coach at the four-year level. So they're trying to figure that whole thing out. So I'm curious to see how this thing unfolds. He's still calling the plays at his high his son's high school, and uh, it's a direct violation. I mean, there's no ifs and buts about that one. And so I'm curious to see how this thing unfolds. I really am. Um, I'm rooting for the guy. Hey, I hope it. I hope he can fucking maybe change the fucking rules. Who knows, man? I don't know. But there's gonna be a lot of hot coaches at that level that's gonna be pissed about what he's doing. Um, but I love it. But it, it won't happen. OBJ blew out his knee. Uh, for Cleveland, and ironically, he blew it out chasing down a pick. Um, and now I know Mayfield, I think, completed 21 in a row um, at some point yesterday against fucking Cincinnati, you know what I mean? Do it against Baltimore. Do it against fucking Pittsburgh, bro. Why do keep... He has... He starts out Baltimore to get blown out. He beats four shitty teams. They get blown out again by Pittsburgh. Those pick six, pick six, pick. He's horrible. He can't hit water if he fell out of a boat. Um, and then he's back to, oh, Baker's the shit because he completed 21 balls in a row on Cincinnati Bengals. Dog, he hasn't played nobody. He only does things against shitty teams. I want to make sure that you understand OBJ was already in a fucked up situation by playing with Baker Mayfield. He got hurt chasing down another pick that was thrown into fucking triple coverage trying to get him the ball. If OBJ is being triple covered, then Landry's probably open. Or your tight end was probably open. Or your back was probably open. He, If you watch him and being a quarterback guy like I am, if you read him and watch his eyes, his eyes are low than most quarterbacks. He, they're very low, meaning he looks at the line of scrimmage a lot. I'm telling you, he's looking at the line of scrimmage. And he's watching the rush. And... I don't believe he's reading coverage, scanning the football field, understanding where his hots are, where his side adjusts are, where the coverage is 
replacing or or add where's the additional coverage coming from or the pressures he struggles he wants to get out of the pocket and run i'm just telling you those guys are in a they're not going to they are cleveland browns they are who they are they're not going to get better they're the clippers clippers beat the shit out of fucking new orleans fucking pacers but they ain't beating nuggets lakers the the, the, the real teams struggle I mean, beat those shitty average teams that will never fucking get out of being who they are because it's an infrastructure, it's a culture, it's an environment that's been set for years. That's what Cleveland is. That's what the Clippers are. And Baker Mayfield is that guy. He needs to go make fucking Hulu commercials or clean the stadium and make Heisman Trophy winner commercials because I'm just telling you, He's worried about that shit more than he is fucking reading coverage. I wouldn't be on anything if I was getting bashed like he is. I wouldn't be on shit. I'd eat my humble pie, and I'd go fucking work and get better at my craft. Because he has the opportunity of a lifetime. He has. He's a starting quarterback in the NFL, and I just don't think he has it, man. It's like Carson Wentz. I don't think Carson Wentz has it. I think they can all get through certain games and have highlight real games and look great because they are talented, right? They're in the NFL. It's not like they're fucking JV high school football players in the NFL just getting there because they won the lotto, right? So they're fucking in the NFL, but I've been saying it for a while. NFL quarterback, football quarterbacks that coming out of college right now, besides a few here and there, they're not very good, bro. They're not being very good. And college coaching of the quarterback is not very good. They're all in the gun. They're all RPO, triple option, read cut, read read option, different things. Fast pace, air raid. You get to the NFL, you have to put your hands under center. You got to touch some balls. Get your fucking hands under center. Learn how to take a real legitimate drop. Learn how to climb the pocket. Learn how to read your keys. Learn how all these things. And college football is setting these quarterbacks up for failure at the NFL level. Even though the quarterbacks coming out of college are probably the most talented we've ever seen. Just talent skill set wise. They're struggling in the NFL because they're four years behind. And then the NFL is so bad at quarterback. We're starting these guys as rookies when they should be sitting the pine like Aaron Rodgers did for two, three, four, five years and then have your shot. And now look at what Aaron Rodgers has become after seeing Brett Favre all those years. See, we don't have those quality quarterbacks ahead of these guys no more. And it's an instant gratification world. We want everything right now. And I don't know, man. Um, Cleveland is a very talented football team that is just going to be a team that has no culture, no structure, and, 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 and there's too many Chiefs, not enough Indians, and I don't believe this young coach can manage all of them. I'm just telling you. That's just what it is. Look at McCarthy at Dallas. If you don't think that team, that's a proven, that is the epitome of losing your football team in the locker room is what McCarthy has done with the Cowboys. 
because the Cowboys should not lose to a team with no name by 23 points, right? Or whatever they lost by. There's just no way. I don't believe you can fucking not. You, it doesn't matter. I, maybe McCarthy is a head coach in the NFL. I think he he can maybe he could, he could be the head coach for like a Detroit team or or some shit like that. He's not the guy for this team. They're too talented over there as well, and uh, for them to lose, for him to lose the team this quickly. It's got to tell you something. And it's more than just him, man. Because if he had a legitimate staff that was related, relatable to those guys and had relationships, you wouldn't be hearing the guys coming out saying we're not being coached, taught, or prepared mentally for their opponent. And the players are starting to come out now for the Cowboys and starting to say this shit. So I'm curious to see how this goes. Um... But again, ignorance is a choice, like the name of this show. And Jerry Jones has done not only ignorant things, he's done things that are insane by definition. He continues to do the same shit over and over and expect a different result. And he's hiring guys that are yes guys, that won't say shit back to him, that won't tell Jerry Jones, stay in your fucking lane. And... The thing is, for Dallas to win, they need a coach like Parcells, Jimmy Johnson, somebody that can t- tell Jerry, you hired me to coach, leave me the fuck alone. He won't. You, so that's the thing. Cats are taking the job for the money because Jerry Jones is paying them, but nobody's interviewing and saying, you know what, Jerry, I'm, I don't want the job unless you fucking leave me alone. What guy is going to take that job? That's the guy they need. They need to Bill Cower or the, or or somebody like that to come in and say, hey, man, leave me the fuck alone. Hire you a GM. Leave me alone. Let me work with the GM. You go upstairs, sit the fuck down, and leave us alone. That's how Jimmy Johnson won. That's how fucking Parcells was starting to win before Jerry got into it again, and then he left. And then there's no you can't tell me Jimmy Jimmy Johnson left after winning two Super Bowls. You think he just left? He didn't want to win a third. So Barry Switzer came in and won a third, and uh, I don't know, man. But, you know, I don't see Jerry ever giving up. No, that's his baby. He thinks that he built that from ground up, He, which he did. He earned that. You know, he bought it and all that shit and whatever. I, you know, I, I just, it's an unfortunate deal, man. And I think, you know, you're going to start losing free agents. You're not going to get the best free agents. And they have a shitload of talent there. And uh, I think they overpaid a bunch of guys on defense. They overpaid Zeke. And... uh yeah, there's a new rumor they're tanking for Trevor Lawrence and that they're going to try to get Dabo Sweeney to come in there with Trevor Lawrence. Dabo Sweeney's not an NFL coach. People think... It kills me, man. It just kills me. I don't even want to get into that shit. Um, yeah, Mari Cooper's overpaid, in my opinion. Their best receiver on that team is uh, the Cobb... Or not Cobb, but... Uh, what's his name? Fucking uh, shit. I can't think of his name now, but... The receiver that their best receiver is that fucking kid that uh they, by the way they have a 
Coffeeville Community College kid on their team too. Um, CeeDee Lamb has an opportunity to be the best, but I still think they have the other kid that's better right now. Gallup. There you go, Jake. Gallup. I think Gallup's the best receiver they got. CeeDee Lamb's obviously, I think, has a great chance to be great. Um, but they have a kid on that team that's a junior college kid from Coffeeville uh, that was at Coffeeville with, uh, when I was there. He, he made the team. Uh, he plays. He shit. He caught a couple touchdowns a couple weeks ago. I think his name's Smith or Wilson. Wilson. Kid's name's Wilson, I want to say. But he played at Coffeeville Community College uh, when I was uh, Cedric Wilson. Yep. And so, um, there, you know, it's just, uh, like I said, man, junior college kids are all over the place. Um, but, you know, that's why NFL running backs don't get the money they get because of the Zeke Elliott's of the world who look like fucking Ewok out there fucking around bullshit and they rather do stupid shit in Vegas and then turn the fucking football over four times in, in, in four games. And then you get paid $90 million and you can't pass protect to save your fucking life. And you can't run the football when you're when the ball's handed to you. Now, if you're getting hit in the backfield, okay, that's a problem. That's not your fault. But Derrick Henry makes fifty million. Zeke makes ninety. Who the fuck are you taking first on your team right now? It's not even close. And there's probably ten running backs that I would take over Zeke Elliott. And that's just my opinion. So I don't know. And it's not just from this year. It's, it's been a while for me. I, I, I've never been a huge Zeke guy. I just don't think he's ever been that guy that just break through the line of scrimmage, make a play, stiff arm, do spin move, and go score without having to be blocked up. Zeke Elliott reminds me of a out-of-control Emmett Smith. Similar build. They're not explosively fast. They're steady inside tackles. And has always had a great O-line. But Chris Carson for Seattle Seahawks is also a Butler Community College guy in Kansas. Another guy. I'm just going to keep going. Every time you guys call out somebody, and if he's a Juco guy, you're going to be shocked. Chris Carson played at Butler Community College. Um, A lot of junior college guys playing right now, just so you know. You know, arguably, Chris Carson and Kamara... Could be the best two backs in the NFL, both junior college guys. So, I'm just saying, Kamara is very close to being one, and Chris Carson's very underrated and really balling out. Um, so, there's a lot of guys, though. A lot of junior college guys, man. Um, I just hope California ends up having uh, community college play football this year or at least not fold for good because I'm telling you, California junior college is – Probably not top priority for a lot of these administrators, unfortunately. And we'll have thousands of kids on the street and not any opportunities. They will never have an opportunity to get out. Um, And uh, there's so many kids needing junior college to have a shot at getting out of the mud. So Kamara went to Hutchison Community College in Kansas, who I was 2-1 and against. Throwing that shit out there. So, uh... You know, that's just, uh, it is what it is. I was telling you guys that BYU, I told you a few weeks ago, and then people were saying, no, fuck no. Now I'm starting to get people saying, damn, coach, you might be right about BYU. One of my best friends in college football coaching is the head coach at BYU, okay? 
great dude. Me and him are really good. Uh, good dude, man. Um, so, Coach Kalani, right? Sataki. So, played at BYU with Coach Sark, who's OC at Alabama. And then uh, also another junior college buddy of ours, um, Coach 2J's O-line coach at Virginia. He was also at BYU with Sark and Kalani. But BYU has... Let's break down why BYU is who they are. So I'm going to ask somebody in here, Jake, Jake Biggs, you're a football guy, or, or Shane. Why is BYU, when they are good, why is BYU always good? Do you guys know? So when BYU, what I'm saying is if BYU has a good year, like they've had great years, right? Why are they, why do they have great years when they are having a great year? If that makes sense. You guys know? I'll wait for your answer if you guys can answer it. Um, but again, like I said, BYU is always been solid when they're, when they have that one year that now, mind you, um, BYU is playing a schedule that they were not originally supposed to play. BYU had the hardest schedule in America. So would they have got through that schedule? I couldn't tell you. They're going to get through this one. Um, unless they have the tremendous letdown, I, I I see them going undefeated, and I see them maybe being the team that gets fucked, uh, because of their who they are, and I see them getting fucked over and being left out, um, because of the late additions of the Pac-12 and the Big Ten. So you know, will they put? They'll probably put two or even three SEC teams in with Ohio State. That's just what I see. Um, now, if Oklahoma State runs a table and an Oregon runs a table uh, or something like that, you know, we'll see. But, you know, you got Cincinnati out there. I would love to just have BYU play Cincinnati. And let's say that's who pl- makes the playoff. Because those are the two teams out there, in my opinion, Um along with possibly Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina, my, one of our kids is the running back there, Shamari Jones. So make sure you, you check out Shamari Jones at Coastal Carolina. He's balling out of control this year. He was a great kid uh, I brought into Indy. He's been balling out. They beat the shit out of KU. They beat the shit out of Arkansas State, who beat Kansas State. Coastal's balling. They just beat Georgia State or Georgia Southern, whoever they beat yesterday or Saturday. You're going to have Clemson and Alabama in here, okay? We know that, right? If there's only four teams, this, that's why they should have went to eight teams this year. That's why they're so shitty. They have no college commissioner. No NCAA commissioner hurts college football and the kids. This was the year they could have legitimately put eight teams in just to say it's a COVID test. Major League Baseball put a runner at second fucking base. Fucking why can't some why can't we use an experimental side of this thing during a COVID situation? But no, NCAA don't want to do nothing because they're all fucking no fun league, right? So Coastal Carolina, Cincinnati, BYU, to me, are very good teams. I'll tell you who's a sleeper out there that is very, very fucking good. Good friend of mine's the head coach there. Tulsa. Tulsa University of Tulsa is a very good football team. They arguably could have beat Oklahoma State. 
They torched an undefeated USF team or UCF team. They are a good football team. Be cautious of Tulsa. Tulsa got possibly fucked their year up by playing a good team, Oklahoma State, year game one, and arguably could have beat them. Tulsa could have beat Oklahoma State if you guys go watch that game on YouTube or something. Tulsa had opportunities to win that game by a lot of opportunities. Tulsa's a very good football team out of the American. Uh, Memphis is scoring a lot of points, even though they struggled a little bit against Temple last week. They they still, uh, Brady White, California kid, is balling out um, at QB for Memphis. Um, it's very, uh, there's some teams out there that mid, the mid-major teams out of the group of five, um, if you guys don't know what that is, you have the power five, which is all the guys, you know, and then you got the group of five, which is the American conference is a very good one with Tulane and Tulsa and, uh, you know, UCF and Houston. There's a lot of good football teams in American. And I believe that, uh, you know, Cincinnati, BYU, Tulsa are very good football teams. Coastal Carolina, those are four good teams that are they're going to be fucking left out, man. I, I just have a fucked up feeling because the money talks, bullshit walks. And uh, I'm curious to see how it plays out. But anyways, you guys took too long to answer my BYU question. I know somebody said uh, defense and Mormons put God on their side, Jake Big said. Uh, it's close. Jake, honestly, the different the reason is when BYU is really good, their average football player's age is 25 to 28 years old. They're grown men playing 19 to 23-year-olds. You have a bunch of grown men that have been out in the real world on their either their Mormon mission, working in the job force, coming out. Plus, they don't get pussy, so supposedly. So they don't have no pussy, so guess what? You're all fucking backed up. These motherfuckers are ready to go out there and fuck somebody up, right? So, uh, I'm just fuck with you, Kalani. But the Mormon kids that are on their missions that come back, um, they're 28 years old, man. And then you got a hell of an old line. BYU possibly, arguably, has the best offensive line in football, in college football. So... Just be careful, man. BYU is a team to fuck with, and I think that they deserve, if they go undefeated, to be in the BCS because of the reason that I just said. They have to get, they have to see how they end up doing. Oregon's O line is not nearly as good as BYU's, and Oregon's O line has lost the number one left tackle in all of college football. So he opted out. So you, you you can't lose your best O lineman in football, and 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 think you're going to be good or as good. So Oregon's best O lineman opted out. He's going to the draft, and uh, so you know it's curious. I'm curious to see how this whole thing unfolds with a few different things, um, but we'll see what happens. Um, you guys got any questions, man? I know uh, I know Nathan's asking me my criteria to make the playoff. You know, he asked overall talent, record, strength of record, etc. To me, it should be conference strength. I believe the conference you play in and the less shitty teams you play, especially when you're an SEC team and you're playing fucking UTSA as a pregame money game, um, 
I, I believe you should lose credibility and your conference should lose some strength of scheduling. This year, the SEC is only playing SEC. That's why you see them kind of beating up on each other. And I think that's going to show... Um, it's going to show it um, in in the playoffs, right? I think one of those teams, I think they're going to put one too many SEC teams in the playoff. They're going to have a one-loss Georgia or something like that. And uh, I'm curious to see how it unfolds, man, because I think you should put someone else in there. Um, Trevor Lawrence and... Fields at Ohio State are the two best QBs, in my opinion. And then I I know who – I tried to get Fields when he left Georgia to come to Indy. Um, but they, they granted his waiver. Also, you have the kid that I recruited also because I didn't know if he was going to make it. The kid that's at Michigan, the quarterback number five, he's a fucking dude. I'm just going to be honest. He runs my type of offense to a T. He's a dude, and I think Harbaugh has him one there. Um, it's about time you see Harbaugh, who makes $9 million a year, finally produce a quarterback that wasn't a transfer like Shea Fields or fucking one of these other guys. Like, let's see him develop a QB because he's supposed to be a quarterback guy, right? So, I don't know. I think Harbaugh's a better NFL coach than he is a college coach. That's my opinion because in the NFL, you know, it is what it is. Kids are Players are already used to not liking you anyway. I don't believe Jim's a very likable guy. So I don't think uh, – so we're going to see. We're going to see how this thing unfolds, and I want to see how his quarterback does because Michigan's quarterback is as talented as anybody in America. Um, I Man, I don't even want to talk about A.B. going to Tampa Bay. I believe that – you know how I call it, man. I call squares a square and circles a circle. And I think that uh, – your true colors will, will always come to light. Um, and, you know, it, it, it proves how great and masterful of a job Mike Tomlin did in Pittsburgh with him when you see how fucked up he is now. Right? How has everyone else failed him, but Mike Tomlin kept him pretty much under the wraps until he started recording Mike Tomlin in locker rooms, which is all some bitch shit, right? So we're going to be, I'm curious to see how it unfolds. Uh, maybe he's matured enough to say, you know what, I got to shut the fuck up. I'm on, I'm on a minimal contract, uh, you know, a meaningless meaning, uh, a mini contract that I can be cut anytime. I'm sure he's on a short leash. Bruce Arians said he's matured. Everybody's going to say he's matured. He's a great football player, right? Could be a, still a top three receiver in the NFL. He's by far the most productive productive receiver in the last 10 years as far as touchdowns, yards per catch, big-time plays. He's arguably the best. So that's not the question. The question is, is he going to be a cancer and, uh, and, 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 and implode uh, a good thing going right now. I wouldn't have brought him into Tampa Bay right now at five and two. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have took him to Seattle. But those guys know what they need, and there's reasons those guys are there, right? So we'll see how it unfolds, man. I, I really don't know how it's going to unfold, and uh, so we'll see. 
Jarrell Dawson, what's up? Yeah, man, I, HBCU, man, I've, I've always liked HBCUs, man. I would love to go in there. I'd, I'd get some big-time D1 talent to come to an HBCU because I'd get those kids to understand these other motherfuckers don't care about you. Shit, they can't even give you a fucking Black Lives Matter speech when it matters. They need a publicist to write the shit up two weeks later. We'd be marching down the street in our fucking gear. Uh, that's just me. Um so we'll see, man. We'll see how this thing unfolds, and uh, we'll see. I, I know Nathan's talking about he he thinks the NCAA should separate the FBS D1 into two different divisions. Well, that's kind of what it is already. You have the FBS and FCS. That's basically what it is. Um, now, if you're talking about taking the group of five, that's already what it is, really. Everything you're saying there is kind of how it is. You know, the group of five is separate than the Power Five. So, you know, think about it. How many non-Power Five schools get into a BCS playoff team? You haven't, have you seen one? I mean, Boise State used to get into the BCS years ago, and Utah got into one. But now, it's all BCS, man. It's all big money. So, um, before I get out of here, I'm going to break down a new show that I have coming to you. Um, me and Spree are going to do a, a Wednesday show, and we'll let you know the title here uh, tomorrow. But we're going to do a Wednesday show, and we're going to take members of our YouTube channel, and we're going to. So I'm going to put my email in here. All you guys that are members, send me an email, and you members only will be put in our show on Wednesday evenings. Okay, so we're going to try to let people get out of work. Uh, on the west coast and on the east coast and we're going to try a little whiskey and cigar show um kind of like a man cave show but it'll be a totally different than you think all it is is um i'm gonna be smoking my stick and drinking my cigar right i mean drinking my whiskey right drinking my cigar drinking my whiskey the issue is spree will be at his house we'll be on a split zoom call we are going to take members only in our in our actual show. So you're going to be on our show with us. And we'll have a set of topics every Wednesday. And we'll have a topic of the show. And then we'll have three questions that we ask that are, the questions are very interactive and very in-depth. And we will have three questions that we ask. And then you are in, you're going to be interactive with us. And if you do some fucked up dumb shit, we'll just buzz you out. You'll stay in the show, but you'll be on mute. And then after a certain amount of time, you can come back in. Kind of like around the horn on that sense. But everything else of the show is going to be just whatever Wednesday. We'll have a different name. Um, we're coming up with the name. We have some ideas already. Um, and then the format of the show, we're just going to try to grow it. And then members become members. That's the only way you're getting in this show. Just like my coaching one-on-one show will become members only soon because I'll be sharing a bunch of vital documentation. But on the Wednesday show with me and Spree, I sent you my email on the chat. Email me your email address. I will send you a I will send you guys a link to Zoom and we will bring on four members every week and we'll go probably alphabetically we'll probably go alphabetical order because if it grows and a lot of people become members and want to be on the show to be fair we'll go alphabetical order for a week or and if this thing grows we'll probably do the show every day so you guys have a chance to be on it every day or every week at least and this wednesday we'll start the show and we're gonna fuck around and just kick it 
bring you guys in, man. And now, like I said, I'm a real one, man. I don't. I'm just imagine if Stephen A. and them were real and brought on real people on their fucking show on ESPN, and uh, think about the ratings that shit would get. But they don't want to do it, so we'll do it. So if you couldn't join this YouTube station, you guys are in here. Join my channel. Become a a lower to mid tier guy because you have to at least be mid tier member, which I think is like eight ninety nine a month to be in the show. All right, and we're gonna go from there. And then my coaching show, high tier. I'm sharing documents, obviously, and that's growing crazily. Actually, I'm getting a lot of feedback. That'll be that's nineteen ninety nine on the high tier side. But the middle tier side is for this show that we're doing on Wednesdays. And you have an opportunity to come in on the show, be on it. Um, So um, just so you guys know, um, I want to know, I want to make sure you guys understand the the show um, you guys will be on or what have you. It'll be every week right now. But like I said, you have to, uh, you become a member, you get in it, join and like I said, you'll uh, you'll be on that deal, and you'll be allowed to be coming in there and uh, and doing whatever you want to do. And hey, man, hopefully I'll get some haters to be members, and I don't give a fuck. Come on in, we'll talk shit. You want to talk shit? Talk shit. Um, yeah. So join, become a member, and uh, it'll be a pretty good deal. Like I said, though, I'm going to do we're going to do evenings on Wednesday nights to give people. So I, I don't want to be pulling Shane out of work. We want to be able to chill. Hopefully you guys get home. If you're on the, in the south or on the east coast, we're going to talk. We're going to try to do a 6 p.m. on the west coast deal. 9 p.m. on the east coast. OK, 8 p.m. Um, central. So you guys in Kentucky and all those guys will be basically 8 p.m. Um 6 p.m. to 9, I mean, 6 o'clock, and we're talking about probably doing a two-hour show, and uh, we're going to start 6 p.m. on Wednesdays on this new show on the West Coast, 6 p.m. That'll be 9 p.m. on the East. Hopefully, you guys are chill. You're out of work. You're down. Um, yeah, man, I might be doing all kinds of shit. I'll be cooking, smoking a cigar, fucking with Stogie, talking shit, sipping on my whiskey. Who knows, man? It might be all kind of shit. This motherfucker might be a Netflix show that we pitched in, in about a month because it does blow up so much. But I appreciate you guys, man. Like I said, uh, send me your email. We will send you a Zoom link to the four people that we selected. And then all you guys come in and watch, man. And we'll have the show going like this. And you guys will be on a split screen. And uh, I'm looking forward to trying to see how this thing unfolds, man. And, and we'll get after it. So... Appreciate you guys, man. Hey, don't be slapdicks. Be safe. Peace. Hope this ain't my last chance. It's the last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Let's fight a guy.